All right, so today we're going to be talking about communication with God. So, how do we communicate with words? So let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you are here with us. You're going to give us what we need today so that we can grow and be more and more like Jesus. And we just thank you for it. Amen. So it's time that we start confessing good things about yourself. Nate just was talking about that. Here we are, we're sons of God, daughters of God. How do we act? Do we act as a son or a daughter or do we act like the flesh? What is our flesh? It's what we see, touch, taste, smell. Nate was talking about comparing ourselves with somebody else. In other words, this person has that. No, you're called by God. You have a calling. And God wants you to stay within that calling. So whatever somebody else is doing, that's what they were called to do. You understand? So that communication of your faith may become effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So just look look at that scripture. It says communication of your faith. Well, what what is faith? Faith is taking the word of God and believing it. In other words, we study it, the Holy Spirit reveals us the revelation knowledge of it. Now we understand it. And now what do we do with it? We say it. Confessing the things of God and not confessing what your what your flesh does. So what kind of things do you say about yourself? Just stop and think about that for a second. Do you say, I can't? Or can you, as a spirit, say, I can do all things? It makes a lot of difference because whatever you say is going to guide you for the rest of the day. So do you speak well of yourself or are you critical of your appearance, your weight? and every other aspect of who you are in person. So what what do you do? I mean, if you're fat, you get down on yourself. No, you can exercise or do something to get rid of that, but we have to keep our mind off of what we see in a mirror and see go by what God says. So I used to be so critical of myself that one day the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, how dare you continually talk so badly about yourself after all the good work I've done inside you. Woo. Kind of wake you up a little bit. But that's what we have to do. God made us or created us a, a spirit that can't sin. 
So why are we looking at our body when we should be looking at what he's saying? So don't you know how I created you to be in Jesus? In other words, isn't Jesus the son? Aren't we the sons and daughters? Whatever he has, we have. You got, that's how you got to look at yourself. So quit speaking so negatively of yourself and start acknowledging every good thing that is in you. And what's in you? God. God is living inside us. Everything that he is, the kingdom is living inside us. Let's start saying, I can do all things through that kingdom. So I didn't realize how badly I was speaking to myself until the Holy Spirit brought it to my attention. Well, now he's brought it to all our attentions. But after he spoke to me, I noticed every time something evil slipped out of my mouth about myself, I was stunned to see how many times I did it. Now the Holy Spirit is here to, to give us whatever we need. So if we need to watch over our mouth, ask him. He'll do it. I don't know how many times I was going to say something and he told me that doesn't need to be said. So I became painfully aware that my own mouth had become one of my greatest enemies. But if you got that oh, the Holy Spirit watching over that mouth... What's going to come out of it then? Godly, the word, the spirit. So instead of my mouth becoming an enemy, it now becomes a weapon. Everything we speak now to the enemy that's trying to get us to say the wrong thing, he has to obey it. And we do this with the help of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it on our own, but the Holy Spirit is there to help us. So I decided to quit speaking such things and aligning my mouth with what God's Word declared me to be. And that's, if you don't get anything else out of that message, or this message, this is it, that we have to line our mouth with the Word of God. And that speak that only. God said we need to speak good things about ourselves and others. What does he say? Love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if we're lined up with God's word and he's love, what's coming out of our mouth should be love. So I want to especially draw your attention to the part of the verse that says may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Because even though God has done a great thing in you and has planned a powerful future for you, it is up to you to activate his blessing in your life. In other words, God is, everything that God is, he has for you. But you got to get in the Word, find out what is for you, 
And how do you activate it? You study it and you get the understanding of it and you say it. Now it's activated. The enemy is, knows now you mean business. If God says that communication of your faith may become effectual. In other words, everything you say is going to come to pass if you're saying his word. So the word effectual in the Greek means the idea of something that has suddenly become energized and activated so that the communication of your faith may become energized. So energized would be power. God's word, every scripture has got power in it. So when we speak it, knowing that we know that we know, it's going to come out the exact way the word was worded. So let me give you an example to help you understand what the word means in context of this verse. Say an automobile may be filled with enough fuel to drive long distance, but it won't go anywhere until someone puts the key into the ignition and then turns the key. So God's word says that he's going to give us the keys of the kingdom. Well, what are the keys? Scriptures. In other words, this scripture deals with finances, then you take that scripture, turn the key, and you're going to get... So whatever you have a need of, is what he's saying here, there's a scripture in the Bible that's going to deal with it. So the moment that key is turned, the plugs are sparked, which fires the engine. And once the engine has been activated, the potential in that car is ready to be unleashed. And that car has got power. So what do you think God has? More power than that car. So the car always has capacity of moving, but if it's never activated, it sits silently at the end of the driveway. And that's God is saying, is that what you want? you got all that in you. You're not using it. You're just sitting there. Because once he gives it to you and you understand it, what does he want you to do with it? Give it to somebody else. So no, so no matter how much fuel is in the tank or how much horsepower the car possesses, its potential will never be realized until someone turns the key in a nation. So you got all those scriptures. I don't know how many there are in the Bible. Don't even try to guess, but everyone has the potential to do something in your life. But if we don't get in there and find out what it is and then say it, it's not going to move. Nothing's going to happen. So now let's apply this to you. God writes that everything has been placed in you by Christ Jesus. So think of that. He saved you, redeemed you, and protected you. Even protection. He gives us angels. 
Are we using those angels? We can tell everyone what to do. So he has given you a sound mind and a mind of Christ. So what is the mind of Christ? All those keys, every scripture in the Bible. He said you own them, but the enemy is trying to steal them. And how can he steal them? Get you to believe that it's not true. So God has imparted gifts and talents to you, and he has planned a future for your life that is beautiful. Now, that's going back again to your calling. Don't look what everybody else is doing. The word is going to speak to you and your calling. And somebody else is going to, the same scripture is going to speak to him and his calling. So we have to quit saying, I want what he has. So you are loaded with potential that is just waiting to be activated. So how do you know that? Aren't you the son of God? We got all the potential there is. Jesus even said, you can do what I can do on this earth. And all of a sudden, the enemy gets a thought in your mind and say, that's not true. Well, you just tell him, you're too late. I already know the truth. So you say, yes, I know the Bible says I've been given all these good things, but I don't feel any of it is true about me. That is your enemy right there. And that's what we have to come against. Now, how did we come against it? We just talked about it. We know what the Word says, and we say, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to do what God says. But the flesh keeps on going. I feel so defeated, even though the Word says I'm healed, the reality is that I feel sick. Let's just take that statement right there. God wants to heal, right? He says so. That's what the scripture says. So what you say is what you get. So what did this guy say? I feel sick. What's he going to get? Sick. We have to understand what we say today is what we get tomorrow. So even though God's word says I have a sound mind, I continue to feel like I don't have control of my thought life. Again, that's a lie. Because he says in the Bible, resist every thought that doesn't line up with my word. What does that mean? You've got the power to say no to any negative thought. So although the Bible says God has blessed me with gifts and talents, I feel that I have nothing to offer to the world. In a way, that's a good statement because your flesh has nothing to offer. But we're not the flesh. We're the spirit. We have everything to offer. So there is a big gap between the Bible and what says about me and what I feel about myself. They call that the battle of the mind. The flesh says this, and God says that. Now you've got to choose. There's the big thing. What are you going to choose, the negative or God? 
So you are like a car that is loaded with that fuel and the horsepower, and it's waiting for you to release it with the key. Well, it's the same thing with God's Word. You need to hold tight or hold the right key in your hand. So what is the key of Scripture? Every scripture unlocks something in your, that the enemy is trying to defeat you with. So furthermore, it isn't enough for you just to possess the key. You must put the key into the mission and turn it so the potential that resides inside will be positive, meaning you got to speak. When that negative thought comes in your mind, you speak the opposite. So when you turn the key, the ignition, the potential you possess in Christ Jesus is supernaturally ignited, activated, and released inside you. But you still have to say it. That's the most powerful thing in the world is the Word of God coming out of your mouth. Not your words, the Word of God. So what is the key that causes all that God declares you to become manifest in your life? Or how do you turn the key ignition so that the great work God has done inside you is activated? This is what God says. The communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. Let's just stop there for a minute. We started with that scripture. He's still talking about that scripture. So he's put all of that inside us, but now he's saying he wants us to acknowledge what's inside us. To say, thank you, Father, that I have this or I have that, whatever you want me to have. Instead of your flesh saying, well... This situation looks like it's never going to be solved. No. He's saying that through communication with him, through faith, that he's going to tell you what that every good thing is, and you're going to say it, and you're going to have it. So it means well-instructed, intense, and deep knowledge of the facts. So that means you've got to have some kind of communication with God or the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? You can't just sit there in your own mind and try to figure out what's going on because each scripture, number one, it corrects you. In other words, not you yourself, but what the flesh is trying to tell you. It's correcting that to the point. Now it's instructing you in the deep things of the word. In other words, things that the flesh will never know, will never understand, but because you're the son and daughter of God, you can understand it. And that's what he's trying to tell us here. That's the key. So that pictures a person who knows his facts like a professional. In other words, you spent time in that word communicating with the Holy Spirit and now you know that you know that you know. That's faith. 
And this is a person so sure of his information that when he speaks, he does so with confidence and boldness. Now, if we're in that calling, isn't that where God wants us right there? How are we going to get our duty or job calling if we don't have that confidence and boldness? We can't. The enemy, we're going to go out there and God says, go do this. We get out there and the enemy says, no, you can't do it. If we don't resist that thought, we're not going to do it. It's that simple. He has no reason to fear that others may accuse him of being incorrect because he is well instructed and has an intense, deep knowledge of God. Because when you get out there and you start saying the things of God, isn't the world going to come against you? What do they say? That you're so spiritual and no earthly good? And I say, yay. We don't want to be earthly good. We want to be spiritual. But how did he obtain such knowledge of these facts? No one becomes this knowledgeable accidentally. For example, consider the Bible you hold in your hands. The information contained in this book didn't come to you when you were sleeping. It was the result of many years of study and hard work. In other words, how many how much time do you spend with God? Five minutes? Five hours? You understand? The more you spend with Him, the more you're going to learn and the faster you're going to get to where God wants you. So apply understanding of the new covenant so you can share these truths with others. Now what is that new covenant that we need to understand? It's an agreement between God and us so it was the Father and the Son took Jesus' blood and through that blood everything in that covenant is perfect and now as sons and daughters we're adopted into that kingdom so if we stay within that kingdom or that covenant and what really is the covenant the words in the Bible that's our covenant whatever it says it's going to come to pass You've got God's word on it, if we believe it. Because what is the key, really, is believing it. Once you believe it, the key turns, and whatever that scripture says happens. So we have to study, meditate, digging deep into the truth, applying oneself to know the facts inside and out. God calls that hunger. We gotta be so hungry for that word that we don't want to get out of it. So if you're studying all the time, aren't you meditating on it? And when he says you're digging for the deep truth. And then once we have it, then we have to apply it. Say it, use it, turn that key. So the result of this hard work is such 
a thorough knowledge of the facts that a person has a strong confidence regarding what he says. In other words, you got it from God, right? The Holy Spirit t- taught you. You should have confidence. It should, and if you don't know it's going to work, go out and, and do it. You find out it works, and for sure, the enemy can't steal it. So confidently, I say because I have put so much study into it, I have the information of the mind of Christ. Remember, the whole word is not just the covenant, it's the mind of Christ. In other words, everything that he's thinking is in that word. And we should be thinking about it also. So God uses the same idea when he says we are to do every good thing, confessing the truth about ourselves. Remember, we started in the beginning. How do you think of yourself? Well, there's the truth right there. What the Word says you are, that's what you are. What does the Word say? You're a son of God. You have the mind of Christ. You have all authority on this earth. Whatever you say, you get. Do you believe it? We must become well instructed in deep knowledge of the facts so that we can know what is vital for us to possess. In other words, when the enemy comes in that mind attacking you, do you know enough to resist it? That's what he's saying, isn't it? We might know enough in certain areas, but what about the areas we don't know? We have to get into the Word until we do know. So the knowledge of exactly who you are in Christ Jesus is what we're searching for, isn't it? Because the knowledge of every good thing that God has placed in you by Christ Jesus. It's safe to say there isn't anything that exists in the spirit world that is not in us right now. But we have to know what it is and how to use it, and that's why we get in the Word. So the knowledge of all these truths that is so concrete and so unshakable that you are immovable in what you think and believe. Now, can you say that? That you're concrete, unshakable, and immovable when it comes to the Word of God? If you're not, then what do you have to do? Get in there until you get it. So if you don't know the facts of who you are in Christ Jesus, it's time for you to get digging into the Bible until you know these truths. Going back, who do you think you are? Another way of putting it, how do you act? Because if you know you're the Son of God... and and you're going to act like it. If you don't know, you're going to act like the world. So the truth about who you are in Christ Jesus, this is the key to your victory. Who are you? So when you study and listen to the teaching material, and you should be used 
every available resource to discover what God's Word says, you're being given in Christ Jesus. It's all there. It's available resource, the Word of God. So this knowledge is the key that will set you free. However, merely possessing a key won't activate these realities in your life. You have to understand what it is. You must put the key into the ignition and turn it, speaking these truths into manifestation in your life. Right now we're listening to a guy that he went to college and he learned the Greek for one purpose, so that he could find out what all, all the words mean. And then we listen to that guy, and wow, we think it means something in English. And when he tells us what it means in the Greek, it's almost the opposite. So meaning, we got to really dig deep into that word to find out what it means. So a key in a ignition switch does no good unless it's turned on. So again, what turns it on? Our knowledge of that scripture. Likewise, the truth in your life does no good until it is spoken. So once you know the knowledge, you speak it and that action comes. So the moment you open your mouth and start confessing the good things that are in you, by Jesus Christ, a supernatural connection is being made between your faith and all that the Holy Spirit has deposited in you. So what are we going to get from the Holy Ghost? Supernatural. In other words, we have to do what God says we have to do. So at this moment, the gifts of God are placed inside you become supernaturally activated. In other words, you got you, God, and the enemy. So who are you going to connect with? If you're connecting with God, then you're walking in the supernatural, meaning that nothing can come against you. You can never be defeated. So the confession of your mouth and acknowledgement of the truths, this is what sparks the spirit blessings and causes them to become activated and manifested realities. In other words, your flesh doesn't believe it till it sees it. We believe it before we say it. That's where the supernatural comes in. And another way of putting it is your flesh lives in the third dimension. We live in the fourth dimension. So where's all the power in the fourth dimension? So how does it get to the third? We speak it. And it takes whatever's in the fourth dimension into the third dimension and boom. But if we're so how do we get to that fourth dimension again is communication with God. 
Sadly, most people who know the truth remain in bondage because they are aligned with their mouth. What's the truth? In other words, there's your flesh is always in there. Well, how do I know that's true? How do I know this? How do I know? Well, shut up and let your spirit talk, right? So even when the word or God's word says good things about them, they ridicule themselves and put themselves down and speak badly about themselves. If we don't stop the flesh from talking, where are we going to wind up? They possess all the potential that God has placed inside them, but they never experience their potential because their mouth never spoke and activated those spiritual blessings into becoming manifested realities. So, how again can this happen? You don't say no to that negative thought. Once you just say, well, well, well what, the, you know, no, it's either God or self. And self is going to drag you down. So another way to look at it is if you choose God, you're a winner. If you choose the flesh, you're a loser. There's no in-between. That's where people think there's an in-between, a timeout, and there's not. To make these truths real in your life, you have to put that key or that word in the ignition, and the key is the Word of God. So the ignition, what is going on in your mouth? In other words, you, you can say, well, the car is going to start, or it's not going to start. So if it doesn't start, well, don't complain. You spoke it. So the key is turned in admission when you open your mouth and start to speak the truth. What truth? The truth of the word. That's really the only truth. So the good things in you are activated the moment you start confessing the truth. I don't know about you, but I like good things. The way it makes things, these blessings real in your life is to thoroughly know them through diligent study. In other words, not five minutes a day, not ten minutes a day. So put truths in your mouth and speak them out loud. That's another thing. If we're talking to the enemy, we have to speak it out loud and let him know. So that is how you turn the key in the mission and energize these truths until they become real in you. So you see it's time for you to stop speaking badly about yourself. The minute you get that thought, resist it. And I mean immediately. So instead of you need to open your mouth and start acknowledging 
who you are in Christ. You've got to do that. So knowledge and the basic truths of what you have been given by Jesus. In other words, saying it is acknowledging it, isn't it? That's what he's trying to tell us. You realize how much divine energy that is radically transformed in your life. Right there is the big one. If we really knew we were made in God's image and likeness of what God said there was, if we get to that point where we believe that, nothing can stop us. So the recognition of these spiritual treasures that reside in you will pick you up, lift you on high, and carry you into the realm of victory. That's where we want. We are not losers. So stop talking negatively about yourself and begin to bring the words of your mouth into agreement with the truth God has deposited in you. It's in you, whether you want it or not. The minute you're born again, everything he is and has is in you. Now use it. So God's word says you can do it. So begin to say, I can do it. Always speak positive. So God's word said you have the mind of Christ. So begin to say, I have the mind of Christ. So you got to keep, in a way that's meditating on it. We got to keep thinking that way all day. So you turn the key in ignition by getting your mouth in agreement with God's word. So as you start speaking what God says about you, all your potential will start becoming a manifested reality. Say it, you have it. So God's word says you're blessed. So beginning to say I'm blessed. What is the blessing? The blessing is to everything we just said. Everything comes out of the blessing because God said, I will bless you. That's it. If you believe it, it's done. So I confess that I will speak well of myself. I agree with all that God's word declares me to be and I will speak the truth about myself every day. We got to say those things. I'm getting more positive and more faith-filled and my mouth is speaking what God says about me. So as a result, I am getting freer. I am stepping upward boldly into the plan of God for me. These are all things we need to say every day. So I pray this by faith in Jesus' name. I walk by faith and take God at his word. It's not that hard to keep saying the things of God. So if you don't say what God says, you won't get what God has for you. So what are we going to do then? We're going to make that choice, and we're going to do what God says, and we're going to have a good life. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that 
you have given us what we needed to hear, and that we're going to walk in it, and that we're going to turn this world right side up. 